I'm Trixie. And I'm Weege. And we are 33XPL. We love horse racing. And we teach you about it so you can have fun with us. Every week, we publish podcast episodes across a ton of platforms and also on YouTube. 33XPL is on Instagram and Pinterest too. You'll find exclusive video lessons, other content, and more fun stuff at our free community. Just go to www.33xpl.com, log in with your email, and you're there. No spam, no gimmicks, just a place where new fans and fun lovers can get together to learn and share. Well, hello there, Weege. How the hell are you? I'm the hell fine. Thanks, Trixie. How are you? I'm great, but then again, we know that because once again, we're in the same place. This time, we're in Weege's car. <laughs> Live from the car. Live from the car. So, we did not record our reactions to the races, and it was probably the best thing because there was just a lot of cursing. Um, and... Uh, well, not total cursing, but anyway, we thought we would just quickly go through those eight races and where we had gloating rights, where we totally failed, and then also what <laughs> surprised us. So we'll start with the Turfway races, and I'm just going to fire off. We made these notes yesterday. I'm just going to fire them off real quick and weed anything you want to add to what we've got. Um, so let's start with the Bataglia at Turfway. Turfway. Weege liked Bloodline and Tis the Bomb. That's what we put in our picks. Of course, the gloat is Tis the Bomb killed it. That's right. Paid off, lived up to his potential. Uh, the fail was Bloodline came in 10th. Where the yeah. hell was he? Yeah, I'd won with him before, so I don't know where the hell he was, but an erase sort of showed up, but then kind of fell behind, but that was a Brad Cox Rye Eichelberry explosion, and yeah. that didn't really pan out. And then uh, a fail I had, well, Grail had come in third twice before. Why didn't I show baby bet that kid at 39 to 1? I know, that's your gig. That is my gig. Moving on to the Cincinnati Trophy, the gloat was that we had Bubble Rock and Marissa's Lady, and my exacta on that hit, which was delightful. Weege's exacta hit, and uh, she got the Bubble Rock win. Woo! The fail was... Um, I had picked some underneath, says longer odds. Boma at 8-1 to one did come in for the Superfecta. Queen Judith, which was my other long shot possibility, did not fill in. Tap Dancing Lady at 10-1 to one was not on my tickets, as we say, in the long shot uh, Superfecta. So there we go. So that was that. With that, let us move on to Gulfstream. So the Fountain of Youth uh, showed up. The gloat was Simplification 1, yes. Yeah, baby. Yes. Um, the fail was, we were both excited about Rattle and Roll, and he was nowhere. Oh, my nowhere. God. That sucked. And, you know, if you want to win my love, you're going to need to win more. You're going to you? need to win to win my love. Dean Delivers did not place, as he usually does, so that was bad. And then... Um, I did bet O Captain to show at 87 to 1. So mm -hmm. that is a little gloat on there. Um, but the surprise was, of course, the tripping accident between High Oak and Galt, which mm -hmm. took out Joel Rosario, those two horses, and Joel Rosario and Junior Alvarado. And so that was kind of frightening to see. Uh, fortunately, seems like everybody came out of that okay. But yeah, there was just a heel clipping. Everybody was way too damn close. Yeah, yeah. And boxed in. It was just too tight. 
So that was the Fountain of Youth going through the Devona Dale. Um, my huge fail was I didn't like Kathleen No as much as everyone else. And of course, I get stubborn about the favorites. We both do. Um, but it's true. in the gloat section, we did have Classy Edition, which was great, came into place. Cocktail Moments, the Mo Kid. Yeah, baby. Always love to show. My surprise is that of the many different ways I pronounced uh, Claude McGahey's name, none of them were even close. <laughs> so that was a surprise. It's Claude McGahey. I apologize. My other surprise, which is sort of a fail too, Girl with the Dream wasn't even in the top five. No. And I, I like that horse better than that. I bet on that horse and it was a sad disappointment. It was. So uh, moving through to Aqueduct, to the Gotham. Uh, the gloat was Morello won and mm -hmm. so did Weege. So that was nice. Um, my win, again, one of my show babies, Golden Code, came in at 27 to 1 as a show baby. Um, our fail from another mother didn't yeah. do anything. I know. I wanted that horse to do something and the name is so damn great, but that sucked. And the great thing about Morello is he's stretching out. And so that was like also, um, you know, kind of proving the test ground there. So that was great. It was great that Morello stretched, but I'm, I'm also calling it a fail that the Morello odds were one to one. So yes, we won. Yeah, but that sucked. We practically had to pay to bet on him. Exactly. So moving to the Busher Invitational for the girls at Aqueduct, um, the gloat. I liked Shotgun Hottie, and Shotgun Hottie came into place, and, and other people didn't like that horse so much, but I did. I did. And, and placed it 22 to 1, so that was nice. Um, Magic Circle was another strong pick from me who showed, so I liked that. Big fail. I was not on the Venti Valentine train. Nope. I didn't love it. I didn't even cover it. It was nowhere, uh, and I have to say... Radio Days, where oh. were you? Like, is this mic on? Radio Days, are you hearing me? Oh no. my god, that was, yeah. I mean, after all the fanfare, and I, you know, jammed it in my Superfecta, and that sucked. <laughs> that sucked. So, moving out of Aqueduct, we get now to Santa Anita, to the two races there. San Felipe for the boys. Uh, Gloat was uh, Forbidden Kingdom wins. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. Doppelganger places, nice. Mm -hmm. um, I was Happy Jack Curious, as yes, we like were. to say, and he was my show baby. As you guys can probably tell, I have a little show baby thing yep. where I, you know, you're number three. I can pick some long odd show babies, so that can be good if you're doing your, you know, Zacta Macta Trifacta Bacta. <laughs> um, our fail there was Cabo Spirit was not in the mix at nope. fifth. No, that sucked too. I thought something could happen there, or maybe we could get some odds, and it didn't do crap. So No. Boo! And I have to say, Forbidden Kingdom was the chalk, but I was surprised at how dominant Forbidden Kingdom really was. Uh -huh. Forbidden Definitely. Kingdom ruled that race, yep. and that was... So, like I said, I thought it was a good-looking horse, but it really looked good. Yep. So... Then we go to the Santa Isabel for the girls. This is the last um, sort of recap of reactions. Um, the gloat. Under the stars placed. I liked under the stars. And so I won on the exacta macta. Desert Dawn was underneath. Um, the fail. I liked under the stars better than Ida Edda, who won. 
and the other fail is ain't easy only showed baby come mm -hmm. on like I just wanted ain't easy to do better than that and so that was sort of a surprise and a fail we had Cairo memories as an underneath potential oh. and that that horse was nowhere that stunk it up we were handicapping our brains out all weekend long mm -hmm. and we had um, some super fun with some super fectas and um, my favorite race was a big superfecta, but my least favorite race, and I think you join me in this, there was a closing mandatory at oh. Golden Gate on Monday, which uh, caught our attention and everybody else's pick six mandatory payout. Mm -hmm. It was up to 1.5 million by the time race four took off, and we got blown out in the first race. <laughs> Oh, and that round, that was my least favorite, least favorite race, because what a waste of time. Oh my God. That was the race. I will tell you where there were more expletives than anywhere oh, else. There were MFs, there were SOBs. There were more MFs than I am even usually throwing out <sighs> yeah. there. And sometimes those happen, but honestly, the expletives were amazing because I was so upset you know you spend money on those and even though i didn't spend extreme amounts of money that still sucks to get blown out in the first round when you spent like an hour or two i don't spend more than that but at least like an hour or two handicapping because i don't like to spend i know handicap like handicapping all those races like that's one of the reasons i don't do so many of the pick races because you spend so much time handicapping them and so I'm like, do I need to pick all in the first leg just so I'm not blown Just to out? not die. Just yeah. to not die. Yeah, it was so that was definitely and, the least favorite. And the thing that's well the thing that sucked too is we got like four out of six, right? Yeah, we did. We so got four sucked. out of six on the pick six. Yeah, that sucked it too. But you know, otherwise, you know, otherwise it was I consider it to be fairly triumphant handicapping for the most part but yeah you know why do we bother with those freaking pick sixes why do we bother i don't know the but the mandatory the lure so of that mandatory payout is so enticing and then you end up always covering more races or more horses than you want because there's always at least one leg where you're like i do not know what's going on here there's like one race where you're maybe you're not going to pick all but you're going to get like five horses in there and you're going to be driving up your cost and so right. yeah that was annoying because my cheap ass superfectas were coming in why do i not learn because i'm not good at learning apparently right i can't learn and then the other thing too is i went out to horse racing twitter to just lurk because yes. sometimes i just lurk on my own and i did not see anyone cheering with the joy in their heart of winning you know that picks thousands and millions so it seems like that was a particularly tough one and i guess i would rather have it be more tough and you know kind of whittle it down as opposed to the pick six that i won where i made like nothing and lost money yeah because where the ticket costs more than you won <laughs> i won but i lost so this was definitely a really <clears throat> tough one but we you know, I don't know, I guess percentage-wise it was somewhat successful, but we got blown out in the first round, and that was a, a tough mofo to accept. Yes, that was a bummer, but we did enjoy, we were just handicapping uh, Monday between Golden Gate and Santa Anita, it was a good time. Um, 
Now we have a little bit of news to add to this reaction just to sort of fill it out a little bit. So uh, we each happened to see this, so uh, break it down. So it looks like Flavian Pratt and Umberto Respoli are going to be doing more racing in New York. Now, um, it looks like um, Pratt has replaced his manager. He replaced his manager in February oh, of okay. 2021. So now he is moving over and Umberto is also moving over. But what I'm seeing is it says it feels like if you want to give yourself a chance to get an Eclipse Award, you need to go to New York. That's what Pratt told Daily Racing Forum. Uh, that's just the way it is. I never thought I'd leave here, to be honest. Now, it looks like Pratt will go back to California in the winter, um, you know, for the winter meet. But it just doesn't, it's odd, right? I mean, it's it's odd. With Flavian Pratt going to New York, I'm thinking to myself, for the Eclipse Award, like, how important is that award? I mean, he's got a very profitable career, so maybe he is at the point where he wants to make sure you know, for his legacy, he's mm -hmm. going to have some of those accolades built up. But for him and Rispoli both to go, I'm sort of thinking, or we were at least talking between ourselves and wondering whether or not this has something to do with the way the circuit at Del Mar and especially Santa Anita seems mm -hmm. to be kind of hollowed out. I mean, Jersey Joe left Monmouth, and we thought it was probably related to the crop rule last year. He left Monmouth and headed out to California, but to have two big jockeys like this heading to New York, I do wonder if that says something about kind of the Baffert dominance in California in terms of the horses that he's putting in the races, and whether or not that is enough to keep you in the mix and to keep you, you know, fed and cared for if basically the rest of the traffic is heading more east. Yeah, I mean, I could see where Oak Lawn seems to have picked up steam. Yeah, and, that's true. And, you know, maybe even like um, some of the other less known tracks. Plus, you know, you'll have Keeneland and uh, Churchill will start up again, so it might be actually better to stay a little bit farther east because, you know, you can really, you know, start hitting more um, more races and get more visibility because, let's face it, the New York tracks are on everybody's radar all the time. Well, and you know, when you're in New York, it's not tough to get down to Florida. Right, exactly. Like, that's that's an easy trip. So maybe it's just like if you've got the New York tracks, the Florida tracks, and even the Kentucky, that flight is not, you know, it's not five and a half hours. It's like right. a couple hours. And then you don't have the stank on you from California and all the garbage they do. Yeah. The tiny tracks or the tiny the fields. And, you know, just a general, I mean, I've lost interest, to be honest with you, in Santa Anita, unless there's like a big old race there, I'm just not even interested in sitting there and handicapping in my underwear anymore. That is what we were doing Monday because we just happened to be um, together on Monday, which we normally are not, and there was racing going on at those tracks on Monday, so we did. But typically, 
not really too much doing that. So, no, no, not um, usually interested. I mean, I always like the opening of the Del Mar meets for some reason where the turf meets the surf is always a little bit fun and they yeah. play the goofy music. But overall, like California, isn't that interesting to me at this point? And I'm guessing maybe everybody's kind of feeling like the Ugh, vibe. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure when Del Mar's um, up and running again, it will attract attention. Del Mar seems to. Del Mar seems to be able to do it. But Santa Anita doesn't seem to be able to keep interest. And like I say, you just look at the fields and go, what the heck is this? Yeah, this is a weekend and there's six in the races. I mean, it's it's starting to look weird like some other places that look sad. It's looking like a picked over clearance rack. <laughs> and that is not cool because yep. some of these horses are still good horses. But it's like, oh, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was the little bit of newsy stuff to add to this sort of reaction podcast. And we'll get this up here early in the week. I'm not even looking right now to see. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what uh, prep races are coming up this weekend. We're going to have more prep races mm. this weekend. We'll look at those later. This was just our little reaction thing, sitting in the car because we got a little extra time and just uh, talking about our our gloats, our fails, our surprises. So, dear listener, tell us how you did. We would like to know, did you enjoy the prep races? Did you learn something? Are there people who have, or horses rather, that have popped into your awareness? Did you take a bath on a pick six? Commiserate, share, yes. revel, and Obviously, if you have something to gloat about, we are right there with you. Yes, we want to support your gloating. And if you have any insights that, you know, we're not seeing or any suspicions about horses that, you know, are maybe lurking in the background who have not made their way up, please let us know. Yeah, some other insight besides pay attention to the chalk. Cause, <laughs> because honestly, I know. And sometimes I am betting chalk, but there were a couple chalky ones I just avoided yeah. in these prep races. Yeah. Anyway, until next time, that's it from me. How about you, Weege? That's it. Happy racing, y'all. Happy racing, y'all.